I love when they go up and down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. When they fiddle around with yeah, the keys. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Come As You Are by The Naked and Famous. Come As You Are. By The Naked and Famous. That's one of my goals in life, to be naked and famous. And to come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, embrace it. You know, you're someone's favorite. And uh, wow, it's, so nice to it's be funny. back, honestly. I, I don't know. I'm just so happy to, to be in this podcast space right now. <laughs> it's good, man. When I first uh, heard this song, I thought it was Selena Gomez at the beginning. Mm. Like, embrace it. You're somebody's favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not. It's naked and famous. Anyways. Ah, man. Have, have you watched my new videos lately? Yeah. I, no, you I, haven't. I have. <laughs> I totally have. Have you? Well, I saw yesterday's um, uh, The Art One. <laughs> the Art One. <laughs> Good, man. Every video over the past two years has if been Dan an Dan ever in life asks you, hey, you seen me? Yeah, I saw the, the art one. Oh, yeah, you the did. art one. It looks really great. How you did no, the like art. The, the Banksy um, um, receipt. Receipt. Yeah. You know? So here's here's my, my thinking. And yo, the montage. First of all, the montages. Sick, right? The videography. Sick, right? This is what Amazing. I'm getting at. The dorm flying sucks, but you know, that's that's on you. <laughs> yeah, that's on me, 100%. <laughs> I, um, so basically, that's what I was kind of getting at, is I hired a camera guy, or I'm working with a camera guy now. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. Kyle. Damn. My guy, Kyle. His Instagram is hi, I'm Kyle. Hi, I'm, one word, okay. underscore Kyle. I was trying to figure it out, because it said, at him, Kyle. Yeah, like, that's his last name. <laughs> no, I thought it was, there's a band called, like, him, or, uh, okay. you know, and I'm like, oh, you fan of the band? He's like, no, it's hi, I'm Kyle. I was like, oh. Uh, but anyways, I met him in New York City um, on a brand trip Oh, uh, last summer. Mm. And we, we were like friends there. He was super chill. And then now he's, I don't know, we just started working together, making these videos. I've, it's just, you know what's frustrating about change, okay? Maybe you can speak on this. But change is frustrating because I've done it my, my YouTube channel for seven years. Mm. And one of the most frustrating things in the world is getting, why isn't this guy at a million subs yet? He's super underrated. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it because it's like nothing that I'm doing seems to change those comments. So mm. I'm like, let's just change everything all together. Flip it upside down. Damn. And I, I have Kyle now and we've been doing these super high quality videos on Black Magic Camera, which is like a crazy pe- camera. Pe- yeah, people shoot movies on these things. Yeah. yeah. And... um. Yeah, adding montages, making it a little bit more fun. But it's it's frustrating because oftentimes we want change to be like, boom, mm. here, now. Like, I haven't seen any change yet. But it's like, I'm, I'm being patient with it. It's only the third video under this new style. We'll see what happens. I, th- I think also like with uh, like YouTube type of change, like there's so, there's a hundred thousand variables and you don't know, that guy is just going way across the road. I don't know if you see that pickup. He he just oh, I literally yes. he was in that other. Thing. Oh, that's that's like a daily occurrence, man. Damn, you know, the stuff I see from my window is insane. <laughs> People drive on the train tracks and shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, there's like a hundred thousand variables, and you know you can change one, but it might be something else. Like completely oh my god, something the, else. The thumbnails, it could be the thumbnails, the length of videos. It's that's so wild to me. Like you're shooting on like some cinematic cameras, yeah, right, and it could be. The thumbnail, one hundred percent. You know, and, and or the title. 
Man, Wild. the title. <laughs> it's frustrating, but I also, I love what I've been creating lately with Kyle. So yeah, anyways, go it's check beautiful. it out. Today's video, I wanted to, or sorry. Wow, YouTube is coming <laughs> out. <laughs> you see how like, confident I was yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, uh, does your podcaster voice ever come out in videos? Imagine that. Hey guys, <laughs> what's up? It's me, Dan. Just a reverse. Um, today's podcast, we are covering... Some of the craziest ways people have made $1 million. Mm. Now, I'm sure not everybody shares this this dream of mm. being rich, but I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be rich, but like for the for the honest ways, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you some, you haven't heard these yet, but the reason why I don't want you to know these is because right from the get-go when we reconnected, this is a list that I think one day you may be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we first reconnected, Amar was, I was like, hey man, what are you up to now? He's like, oh, I sell straws. So, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I also sell whiteboards. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's neat. Like, <laughs> I also do this and that. You have like 9,000 yeah. different projects on the go. And I can confirm, you will not become a millionaire selling whiteboards and or <laughs> straws. Or straws. Not a thing. Not a thing. By the way, did you ever pay that ticket? What's, what's No, uh, ticket update, uh, still in COVID delay. Okay, so we good. Can- as long as you didn't pay. <laughs> Anyways, okay, here we go. We're going to get into... I, I don't want to give a number on how many there's actually going to be here, but yeah. some some rich ways, some ways people got rich. Yeah, and, and I'll give honest opinion if I've ever contemplated it, if I've ever... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Number one, mm-hmm. by selling pixels. In 2005, there was this guy that registered milliondollarhomepage.com. Okay, it was a 1,000 by 1,000 pixel, just blank slate. There was nothing on this website. He sold off each pixel for $1 a piece. So there's a lot of companies that actually bought a, like a bunch of them in one go and then put ads there. It's almost like, uh, hey, we want to buy 10, 10 by 10 square. Sold them for a dollar a piece. Interesting. So he just bought like basically a white space. With million dollar homepage as the, the URL. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's like, that's literally like owning like a billboard. Yeah. And then all you, that's actually in the photos here. That's what it is. It's companies came in and they would buy like a 20 row wide by 10 deep. So it's a big rectangle that says their website name on it. Wild. So this is how I look at it, man. Um, like internet is a new real estate, man. Like. The guy who came to Toronto first and was like, I believe in this place and bought all of Toronto is probably the richest guy in Toronto, right? The same thing happens if in the internet, if you, oh, if you can get a good- buy million dollar homes or if you have the best Instagram, if you're the first on Instagram, you're probably one of the biggest on Instagram already, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can sell True. that reach. Man, if you can be early, it's like how I am with YouTube. To start a YouTube nowadays would be very difficult. I don't want to discourage anybody. Mm-hmm. It'd be very friggin' difficult. Just because you're trying to fight for eyes that someone's probably already done it. You know? yeah, you're basically buying a shitty little home in F nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's a real estate comparison. So looking at this website now, it's completely sold out. You can't do it. Wild. He sold it as own a piece of internet history. So once they're all sold off, he took his million and was done with it. If there's no updates. It hasn't been touched since. And actually, if you go on the website, milliondollarhomepage.com, They've got a sold out thing across the top. It says they've sold all 1 million pixels. Damn. Pixels, man. That's genius. <laughs> Actually genius. <laughs> uh, number two. Creating a meme. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really? Apparently. So if you have a photo 
me see here. That gets memed? Yeah. Um, it, it, I, so I guess with this, this case is you make an internet website with a bunch of memes on it. Okay. And then it then shares. Memes are extremely shareable. shareable. So people then come to that website to see more memes, right? Okay. So and, then, I, and then I guess you sell the ads on the website. Yes. So yeah. that's, what, that's what this guy did. Uh, Eric Nakagawa. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he sold... He made a fortune. He made $10 million doing this. Damn. By making a meme site? By just making memes. I mean, it hap- uh, it's true. This happens. Like, so many, like... Um, Man, I'm telling you with the real estate of the internet. I follow this meme oh account God. called Shithead Freddy. I was there <laughs> since um, 500 followers, you know? This guy is blowing up. I swear to God, I wanted to invest. I, I wanted to, like, reach out to him. Like, yo, I'll give you $100. I just want to invest in your meme page because I know it's going to go places. <laughs> he has is, such a- is this Instagram? Yeah. Here's the thing with Instagram, though. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of these funny meme sites, and all they do is steal off each other. Oh, yeah. And then maybe, not even every time, maybe change the caption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But there are, you got to find the meme accounts that are like the feeders, you know? Those are the <laughs> ones luck. that like feed but the other ones. If you could even find that. I don't even know how you'd be able to source that. Because everyone, <laughs> everyone copies it. You, you have an investment in this, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. By registering a URL. Now, this is a very popular yeah. one in the past. People have bought these very common URL names. And then ends up selling them. Like, I don't know if you heard, but recently Google.com went back on the, like, the public market to buy the URL. For, it was like an accident or something like that. Oh. And so this guy bought it. And Google was obviously like, no, it's... Oh, shoot. We're talking about it. <laughs> all all she, the Google. She's listening. Yeah, everything's good. <laughs> all technology's <laughs> going off right now. Um, so, of course, Google was like, no, no, no. We need it back. And they actually paid him in the amount that spells out Google in numbers. Oh, what? Yeah, it was like $9,009, so Google. Oh, okay. You know? I thought like a Google amount of money. No, what the hell's a Google amount of money? Google's like, a, I think it's like a, uh, like one followed by like a hundred zeros. Man, who? I swear to God, like you, search up define Google, bro. <laughs> Do you think they actually paid a Google amount well, of money? I was, yeah, that's what I was like. What the hell are you talking about? I don't think anybody has that. <laughs> no, amount. no, 100% not. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but okay, Google looks like 9,091. Uh, Something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, this guy ended up buying pizza.com in 2008. Mm, smart guy. And he <laughs> sold it for $2.6 million. For sure. But the thing is, so I think the more common the URL that you can get, the more money you can get, obviously. Yeah. So pizza.com, if you go in there now. I'm going right now. It's pathetic. Everyone loves pizza. Oh, this is bad. It looks like a third-party, like, cheap-ass website. Yeah, with, like, a very high-tech HelloFresh. Like, who paid <laughs> $2.6 million for, for this? Yeah, this is very bad. Anyways, he made the money. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, there was a guy named, also, his name was Mike Rowe, and he made, like, Microsoft dot com why soft that sounds like he was like a software engineer oh right you're making this shit up i swear to god i'm not his name was micro no like mike yeah ro r-o-w-e okay so um so microsoft wanted to buy and then microsoft was like yo we'll pay you a certain amount i'm searching it up right now wikipedia.org you know it's legit microsoft versus mike ro soft (laughs) wow Um, oh so he did it intentionally yeah, as a settlement was eventually reached with Roe granting ownership of the domain to Microsoft in exchange for an Xbox and additional compensation. 
an Xbox. Is this guy a 12 year old? <laughs> yeah, well done, Microsoft. <laughs> Can you imagine that? All right, what do you want? I just want an Xbox. <laughs> like literally, CNET.com. Microsoft settles for an Xbox. <laughs> oh, my God. 2004, man. Basically, I have heard this. They're called domain squatters. Mm. So if you can figure out or even get ahead of a word or a term, like if you got TikTok.com. Oh, my God. And that would have been nuts. Yeah. Getting something like that. Um, but if, I know a lot of people that do this. They'll have like six or seven, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I had this account. And, and you, you don't actually have to be first, I'd imagine. Like if you, like if, Man, this is 2008, so clearly not. I know, but if Uber was in America, like I could have just got Uber.ca and got the Canadian version. I'm no. sure they would have paid for it. No way. No? Well, by the time Uber was established, Uber would have bought up to protect their ass. They probably bought up mm-hmm. every domain. Every Uber. Damn. Everything. Wow. Like Uber chair. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Just a chair shows up. Uber dot are you? <laughs> just, for, just to sit? Uber porn? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Uber, man. They've made some strides. <laughs> Especially brought that, light, that word back to life. Okay, next one. Uh, this one says, by selling chicken wholesale. Mm. In 2009... <laughs> Brothers Mike and J.C. Conrad started selling chicken in Spokane, Washington. Okay. In a parking lot for $1.49 a pound. That's half the national price per pound. Yeah, that's awfully cheap. Yeah. <laughs> that's awfully cheap. Within two <laughs> days, the brothers sold 80,000 pounds. And they ended up going to launch like their own sort of business through that. That's so wild. Just parking lot chickens? But how are they selling it for so cheap? I guess maybe that's how how cheap it is, and everyone else is just trying to mark it up because they have to go to like Walmart and this and that. Like, there's so many middlemen. But the reason do. why Walmart is such a beast is because they could afford to go cheaper because they're buying in massive bulk. Yeah, but they still like gotta ship it. I don't know. I feel like if you're in a parking lot, you don't gotta pay for any overhead. You literally show up with. <laughs> yeah, but how some how good dead is that and chicken? cold chicken? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good that is. But anyways, yeah. um, they ended up making. A lot of money doing that. Something for you to consider at home, you know? If you're really, if you're really uh, tied for some money, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> go get some wholesale chicken, baby. First off, maybe don't get some ideas from these this list because yeah. these are like, I don't know if these are common. I can just picture me going to a parking lot and just be like, where is everybody? Yeah, the yeah. The police show up. <laughs> and it's just horribly. Some thugs steal your car. <laughs> um, yeah, chicken, man. Beauty. Okay. Next, selling auto parts. Eh. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> auto parts is a good business. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Well, because I think auto like mechanics, because I've heard of these stories where they like screw you, you know? No, auto parts, man. People will always buy like oil filters and, and uh, you know, all the, uh, the basic stuff. They'll keep buying it and they have to buy it. So this company, what they did was they actually specialized in importing rare tuning parts from Asia. Mm. So that was their thing. It wasn't just auto parts. It was like, hey, I've got this stuff. Buy it for me. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Like offering some sort of rarity. That's where people will pay. That's fair. And like they always go on like on these like car forums and they make like a big name for themselves uh, just so everyone knows them and they start selling them. What? Keep going. Keep, keep going. <laughs> I was trying to wrap my head around that one. Um, but selling a baseball. Mm. This one guy on September 27th, 1998, legendary and since disgraced St. Louis Cardinals slugger Mark McGuire. Yep. Yeah, everyone knows Mark McGuire, at least from like the 90s. Um, he hit his 70th home run of the season. 
he shattered the all at the time the record. Okay, yeah. until he got taken out because he was doing roids. Yes, God bless. <laughs> now this guy named Philip, he happened to catch the ball and he auctioned it off for three point five million dollars three months Holy. later. Holy, America salivates for baseball. They like they they're so wet. I, I love it. <laughs> How for, bad for would that be, though? You paid three point five million for a baseball that you later found out was basically roided, roided out. <laughs> like that, that that record wasn't legit because. It what, was, what do you think of uh, steroids in in sports? I'm a fan. Here's the thing: I hate it, but if you don't do it, it's kind of tough because everyone else in the leagues are doing it. Yeah. You look at biking, man. Look at how the friggin' Tour de France, when that whole Lance Armstrong thing came out, everybody was like. 90% of the sport is doing roids. If you don't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it, you actually can't compete because you're against this artificial thing. 100%. Now, I, I get with, with steroids, you actually also have to put in the work. It's not like it's a serum that's like, oh, like I'm the Hulk. Yeah. You have to put in the work and it'll just give you that extra boost. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's frustrating because you look at these people, you idolize these athletes and you're like, they're doing this with what I can do. Mm. But it turns out, no, you can't unless you're injecting yourself with this. Yeah. That's the only thing that I hate about steroids. It. I don't know. I think as an audience member, like I, I appreciate the use of steroids. You know, like <laughs> you know, I want to. You want to see home runs. You know what I mean. You go to a baseball game. You're not there. But imagine home runs were like once hits. every seven games, and like you and you were there. Like okay, every Wild. game I go to, there's I, a home that, run. And it's just baseball like, is already like for me <laughs> boring enough. Even though I was like a big nerd on it before. I think for a lot of people, it's right like, to watch the play, it's fun. And then you're gonna tell me. <laughs> One home run per seven games? <laughs> no, I want all no, roids. Do your cocaine. Let's say you're at whatever. the game. You're at the game, and you they hit that one in seven home run. Imagine that feeling. You're like, I was here. Now it's like you can almost guarantee there's going to be a home run every time. And I don't know if they're all on roids, but like anybody that makes something of themselves yeah. later finds out that they're on roids. No, man. I want, I want to see them crush it. You know? It's cool. One in seven game home runs. What's cooler? Friggin' out of the ball, out of the ballpark home runs, you know? Okay. When have you seen Friggin that? That's exactly it. That's why we need more steroids in these sports. Do you know how big the, the Rogers Center here is in Toronto? To, to get out of the park Huge. home run, you need to be like Space Jam strength. 100%. And we, like, I'm I'm such a lobbyist for steroids in sports. You know? Man, someone's going to take that sound clip when you want to be a politician. I want... <laughs> Dunzo. Um, now, here, there's some on this list that are a little ridiculous. Like, like for an example, uh, gaming the lottery. Mm. Now, I don't know if the lottery is necessarily an idea that you had, just more so luck that you had. Mm. Um, anyways, so there was this guy named Steven Mandel. Mm -hmm. Now, starting in the 50s, he bounced... <laughs> <laughs> just the way he delivered his name. He, Steven Mandel. Mandel. So uh, in the 50s, he would go around to global lotteries all the way from Romania to Australia, mm. okay? And he would buy up every available ticket, guaranteeing him a win. Now, this doesn't make any sense because essentially he's just winning back his money. Interesting. Now, but eventually they said this led to his crown jewel in 1992, which was a $27 million bounty in Virginia, which he scored by purchasing... 7.1 million tickets. Wow. Now, this process can't be repeated today for anyone listening. You can't do this. The possible combinations have grown way too large. Mm. So back then, I guess the lottery was a lot smaller that you could actually buy up all the numbers. But 7.1 million dollar tickets? 
or sorry, 7.1 million tickets. Let's say they're even 50 cents a ticket. Bro, if you are at the cash register <laughs> and you're pulling checking in like this guy out, 4. Yes, how no, many? 3.5 million dollars. <laughs> Jesus. Man. No, but imagine like you're the cashier that this is the like where he buys it from and you're like, "Bro, please don't do this." To me. Yeah. <laughs> not today. That's like a week's worth of printing. (laughs) Please not today. 7.1 million tickets. I don't know how you can even process that amount of tickets. Because back then, they would actually be hard copies. I feel like they'd write it with a feather and shit. Oh, my God. Nowadays, it would be like all digital. (laughs) In fact, they'd give you one code. It would represent 7.1 million numbers. I can't even count like, I don't know, $1,000 by hand. This guy is like... You know, you're one, one, one million two. combinations in. You're like, where am I? <laughs> There's a YouTuber named Mr. Beast. Yes. Everyone knows Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. The guy's freaking huge on YouTube. Yep. He actually does videos like this where he'll he'll spend a million dollars on lottery tickets and yeah. we'll see how much he actually wins. I think most of the time he wins about 700,000. So yeah. he, he's still losing his money, but he recently did it and bought a, bought a deserted island. My guy. Yeah, for $800,000. So he spent a million and won 800,000 back. YouTubers. You know, honestly, Mr. Beast, I appreciate, but YouTubers are just going wild. Man, Mr. Beast creates content, like, better than a anybody machine, on the platform. I know. Like, be- also like a machine. Yeah. He does a gaming video almost, like, every day. He's wow. got his main account. Like, the guy, well, he's got a whole team, right? Yeah. So he can do that. But that's what I mean. Like, to be a creator nowadays as, like, this little, like, setup thing in your garage, it's a lot harder to compete with somebody like Mr. Beast who has a whole team. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's like Apple and Microsoft <clears throat> got started in the garage. Because they could at that time. But I don't know if yes. the future of Apple... But no, but that goes like back a future to, Apple can be in a garage now. No way. That goes back to what you were talking about being the first. Mm-hmm. So back then, there wasn't cell phones. Yeah. There wasn't like developed computers for the average person. Yeah. So there was a need there. So someone did, did it, right? I look at YouTube and I'm like, I started when it was first starting. And everyone's like, what the hell is this website? You know? Mm-hmm. You put in the time, it'll come back if it is successful. And you're always like ahead of the wave. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. In doing something else. Okay, this next one's a little ridiculous. Bring it. But this is real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy... Stamp collector. ...made the perfect pet. Oh, God. It doesn't need to go to the vet. Mm. It doesn't need to go to the groomer. Mm. You never have to feed it. it. doesn't lick you. doesn't have to walk it. Oh, that's it an actual pet. doesn't <laughs> lick you. This it's guy, a it's a rock. <laughs> oh my god, it's a rock! It's a pet rock. That's exactly oh what it is. God, in 1975, he had this idea of selling rocks for pets. He sold each one for a dollar profit margin. Within a year, he had sold more than one million units, making him a millionaire. I hate these people. I really do. Good, like, you know what it is? How does this freaking catch on? If I start making pet rocks, I will, I would lose half my audience thinking that I've lost my mind. This guy can pull in a million within one year. Yeah. <laughs> For selling pet rocks. That's ridiculous. It's wild. It's wild. And like, I think everyone started trying it after this guy became rich, you know? Oh, but yeah, but then it gets watered at like watered down. Water down. The, the demand is It's a freaking rock, man. I don't know. What to tell you. Like, you can go to the beach and get your own. Yeah. You know? But I think there's like a lot of stupid things. I can't think of any, but there's a lot of stupid things that we pay a lot of money for. But in the end of the day, it's just a rock. A hundred percent. You know, uh, that, that's different. Cause some people will be like, you actually paid that much for a smartphone. Yeah, because it can do things. Yeah, yeah. A rock? Come on. I will, well, then how do you... I'm going to... I'm I'm finding a back door to attack art. <laughs> hey, you don't need... You can go through the front door. Enough yeah, people... Yeah. Pe- you know like the banana duct tape thing? Um, Listen, people... There's this... I, I already mentioned him in a podcast recently. 
this this French from Montreal, this artist, and he actually posts his comments he gets from haters. Yeah. And the whole idea, and, and I've seen Just a lot the, of artists. Uh, the swinging yeah. art thing. I've seen a lot of artists say this though, but it's like, well, you're not buying just that piece. Mm. You're buying the years and failures that went into making that piece a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, artists, first off, just so you guys know, don't just go to a canvas and make this beautiful piece. Yeah. It takes years to figure out what their style is, how to properly execute it, and then sell it. So you have to be in the right mindset to appreciate the art world to know that it's not just it took five minutes to make. Yeah. It took 10 years and then five minutes to make. And in the end of the day, it's your money. And you pay, you give value to whatever you think is valuable, you know? Mm-hmm. I always look at this with like modern art and stuff. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I could do that. Okay, so go do it. 100%. Like, go do 100%. it. 100%. I love that. Like, go do like, it. So many people spend their time and energy bringing other people down in comments of Instagram and YouTube saying, I could do this. This is dumb. Well, yeah, exactly that. Why don't you? Instead of wasting your time bringing somebody else down that's already doing yeah. it, do it yourself. Like imagine the hater that was like that looked at the the duct taped banana on the wall. You, you've heard about this, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, being like, "What the hell? This is an art. I could do that." And then someone was like, "So go do it." And then he didn't do it. And then it got sold for I don't know how many millions. Was it million? Uh, oh, ton of money. I don't know how money. much it yeah, was. Yeah. But here's the thing with that: we're now talking about the banana taped to a wall. That's now 100%. a uh, iconic a piece. piece in pop culture. Yeah. Look at Banksy. Okay, so I did my, my recent video was inspired by a Banksy piece, mm-hmm. the one where it's shredded through the frame. And I mentioned in the video, <clears throat> in fact, in the title, it says in brackets, inspired by Banksy. Yeah. And I still get people saying, well, this is a bite off of Banksy. First <laughs> off, let me clarify that piece that Banksy made that was supposed to be shredded through the frame, yeah. that was an accident. It was supposed to be shredded the entire way, but the thing stopped halfway. Mm. So it actually made more of a Banksy piece than I think. More bank, yeah. You know, it's more Banksy than Banksy, baby. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I got you. So, like, it's an art style. It doesn't mean you have to like forever be classified as you're a bite off. Like, no, the whole thing's been totally changed. Yeah, no, that's so stupid. It's like uh, you know, if you dress, I'm sure I dress like someone today. You know, yeah, what do you? What is that? A T-shirt? Holy, you're <laughs> yeah. trying to copy my neighbor, man. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Anyways, okay. This is next one. This next so one's, shitty item. This next one's really good. Uh, Ronnie Delulo. Okay, Jersey Shore, baby. Oh, punched that one wrong. He was playing Frisbee with his dog one day when his dog failed to make a catch. Mm. Now, this is something that apparently never happens before. Mm. His dog was just perfect. Yeah, he never dropped the catch. <laughs> yeah, we get it, Ronnie. Sounds like Charlie doesn't catch Frisbees. <laughs> Charlie definitely does not catch <laughs> yeah. Frisbees. So he decided that, well, first off, the dog ended up missing the catch because sun got in his eyes. I don't know how he knows this. But I guess he figured that bullshit ass dog. <laughs> so son blocked the dog's ah, eyes and he couldn't catch the frisbee. Interesting. So what does Ronnie do? He invents a pair of dog specific goggles called doggles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I hate that these people make millions. Well, so first <laughs> off, what he did was he, he got a patent. Why? And now he pulls in more than three million dollars on doggles annually. Annually? Annually. <sighs> I'm out here trying to save the turtles, man, with these straws. And this guy's this like, guy, nah, here's some goggles for dog your dog. <laughs> goggles for your dog, baby. Doggles. <laughs> I'm so butthurt. Imagine <laughs> you guys were at the I'm same convention. Like, oh you're there my like, God. save the turtles, dude. And he's just like, hey, where are these? What's up? Cuyabunga, dude. You need some doggles. <laughs> Be like, F you, bro. <laughs> um, okay. Damn, doggles. We'll give you a few more. 
How about this one? <laughs> Ready? This is only a story. This mm. isn't actually fact. So this is just as the legend goes. Yeah. Okay. Now, as the legend goes, this is the legend song. <laughs> this is the legend song. <laughs> Naval engineer Richard James mm-hmm. was in the midst of designing springs for a subnautical balance okay. system. Okay. So basically, it's it's a thing that helps keep your submarine upright. Sure. He accidentally dropped one of his designs. He watched, fascinated, as it coiled end over end around the room. This doesn't make any sense, okay? Is this Slinky? Is this Slinky? So within 18 months, he, he shelved the spring idea and he sold the Slinky as a toy. Now, I can tell this is already a, 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 a fake story because anybody that's played with a Slinky knows it takes like 10 damn attempts to make it go down the stairs end over end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's making it sound like, oops, I dropped it, and they're just just going around the room. But is that because we all bought fake slinkies? Like, is the actual slinky more slinky-like than... Well, if you think about it, let's let's say you added a slinky into a a balancing system. Yeah. That would... Those things don't do anything. It's true. It just, like, like vibrates. Yeah, they're so loose, you know? I don't know. Maybe maybe he definitely changed the design, but to to act like, oh, I just dropped it and started walking on its own? Like, come on. I'm not buying that. So... I hear this a lot with like drugs, like uh, like pharmaceutical drugs, right? Of just like it always happens where it's like some <laughs> some scientist ingests some things. And he's like, huh, that kind of feels. <laughs> I have massive biceps. <laughs> that kind of feels no way. good, man. That is not yeah. how they make medicine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna man. <laughs> you I'm fully just made that up. I swear to no. Nah, like it- there, there are some people that have invented. Oh, weird drugs like okay that. maybe the, back in like the day that's but like nowadays there's clinical trials of course of course but like it used to be like i don't know like um you know like sweeteners or whatever like they taste it and like oh that's kind of sweet and like there's no calories and I, I don't know these guys are just playing with chemicals huh here i'm gonna i'm gonna find a good chemical story okay i'm gonna keep going here here we go um okay which one? Which one? Sorry, which one was I on? Oh, this one. Okay, this one is one that you guys have seen all the time. And I use this in quotations. By selling secrets. Okay, so you'll see this on magazines. You'll see this. Uh, it's the biggest clickbait title you'll see on like Facebook. Selling secrets. Yeah. So secrets are the currency of intimacy. So that was the tagline of post secret. So it was uh, an ongoing community art project where fo- where people would mail in postcards containing their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. So the founder of this, Frank Warren, he posts the 10 best every Sunday. and has been doing so since 2005. The site is ad-free, but he made his millions by selling six compilation books over the years. Damn. What a genius idea. Huge. You, you go out there and you say, give us your secrets. It could be totally anonymous. He takes the top 10 best ones. Post them every day, every Sunday, but but he actually makes books. Amazing, that's genius. Yeah, yeah. And any other stuff always works, you know. Um, like humans of New York, you know, you meet all these people in New York. They all have great stories, and then you sell that into a book, and all that, or make a movie with it. Um, you know, you'll find your niche as long as you have a niche. As long as it's interesting, like yeah. make it interesting. This is a genius idea. In fact, I want to kind of do a YouTube video on this. I might. That's genius. On, on PostScript or, or PostSecret or on something else? On just secrets people might have. Maybe I'll get them to submit them. Mm. You know? Make the book. Okay, this next one, this is a very, very common one. Uh, especially in 2020, okay? 
and it's by playing video games. Oh yes. So this is this is a few years ago. I think it's a few years ago. Um, no, it's not. He earned this this guy Kuro Takashomi. Mm-hmm. He earned three point five million to two point and two point four million in twenty seven alone. Playing. Oh, sorry. He made a total of three point five million, and two point four of that was in twenty seven alone playing Germany's international Dota two team. This Damn. is this is. I've heard about this Dota. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I was seeing a girl at the time whose brother loved Dota, and I remember him. I was over at her place for dinner once, and he comes up saying that there's like a championship for like X amount of money. Wow. And so I remember tuning in, like watching it online, and they sold out arenas. This was before it kind of hit here, you know? Yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. Like, the gaming world, there's so much money in. I'm so happy that, the, like, video games are be- becoming that big, you know? Where people can get paid for it and shit. That's well, because nowadays, like, you need you need a really fast reaction time. Yeah. It's not about, like, oh, you're just wasting your time. Like, you have to be really quick. Like, yeah. With your thumbs, pushing the buttons and stuff. And it's just like, amazing that people can get paid for that. Like, especially, like, I don't know. Like, there are so many, like, kids literally getting paid millions for playing video games. And that's... I don't know, man. That's so amazing. You know, I, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's, it's not my scene. Like, I'm I'm not very good at video games, but could you could you be the uh, the shitty gamer streamer? Oh, 100. percent. I there, could, I could is there talk, a niche man. for that? <laughs> yes, there is. if you're over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would you really want to make a brand off of being a shit gamer? I mean, why not? I wouldn't. A lot of people make brands off be, being shit in the beginning, and then be, like they you'd improve. have no respect for anybody. You know. No, I think you would. Like, you know, you just, you have respect in like, you're putting it out there and, you know, you're just trying to, you're just trying to make it through. You're trying to be better, you know? Don't always be shit. Like, don't. Well, no, you have to. If you start getting good, people are going to be like, well, hold on. I tuned in for the shit gamer. You've changed. Yeah, you got good. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, if you're playing video games, you're, you're going to get good eventually. Exactly. So, you know, I think people would love to see that journey. Okay. Well, there you shit go. Shit to good, you know? There you go. Because all these gamers, they come out like friggin'. They're killing it. I don't know. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's. Even nobody fun. wants to follow from the man. That goes with any. Nobody wants to follow you from the bottom. It sucks, but it's the truth. Really? Nowadays, people just want the, the perfection. They just want the quick. And they want it now on demand. They don't want it to wait ten years to, to be see able your to story. See you win a game. If I want to see somebody win a game, I'm gonna watch a good player. Interesting. Man, I'm yeah. I'm all over the place here today. You know, I want steroids in sports. Yeah. And I want shitty gamers. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely taking the unpopular opinion approach yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay this one is another very bizarre one i don't know how they keep doing this okay joan ginther mm. this is what her name was joan <laughs> ginther the one and only the one and only joan ginther <laughs> won the lottery four times amounting to a, a total amount of 20.4 million dollars jesus um now people back are tra- when back when it doesn't give a year. Yeah. But it would be it would probably be relatively recent if it was twenty point four million. Yeah. Um people are saying it's possible she developed a similar tactic as Mandel, that that other guy. Mandel. Um but it's equally possible that her winnings were due to sheer luck, is what they're saying. But so when asked Joan. how did you win the money, she never answered the question um about strategy or anything. Sketchy so I don't lady. like that this is on the list because Listen, how do you win the lottery four times without something being fixed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, Wild. I would say like 99% of this world goes through life without winning the lottery. Ever. Ever. And this woman won it four times? No. <laughs> no that's, that's way wild. too that's fishy, actually man. Wild. Investigate her. Joan. 
Joan Ginther. Yeah. Oh no, I just won the lottery. <laughs> just four yeah, times. I, just, I just played my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Plays a cute old lady. Here, Joan. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, last but not least, <clears throat> she probably also went bankrupt. All these people go bankrupt after they win the lottery. It's wild. Yes, I did a video on this. It's actually pretty sad. Yeah. Because a lot of your family comes after you. Oh yeah, yeah. Cousins start showing up that you've never even known about. Man, I had a cousin recently unfollow me on Instagram on his birthday. I wished him a happy birthday and he unfollowed me. <laughs> no way. You know how awkward these family <laughs> barbecues are going to be? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you are on my follower list. Out. <laughs> no, but but I think, listen, there's, there's people, <clears throat> this is the only frustrating thing about doing YouTube or doing anything where you have to put yourself first, okay? I, I could totally see some people taking it as, egotistical and to some degree if you're in the entertainment world you have to have an ego mm -hmm. you have to make yourself feel like you are up there with yeah. some of the best otherwise you're not gonna have the confidence to do it mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't spill over to your personal life where you're just an asshole to everyone it's fine and i like to think i'm definitely not an asshole yeah you're wishing him a happy birthday i was literally <laughs> there's a perfect example i wish him a happy birthday but for for i feel like for years now he's i don't know sort of had that mentality and I was just, it always pissed me off that I'm like, I'm being painted as this. And it's like, we don't even hang out, man. Like, you don't really even know me anymore to that level. So, man, I, look, Amar's quick guide to not lose followers 2020. Don't do shit. Don't post shit. Don't do anything. Just yeah, hide exactly. in the bushes. If you wish people a happy birthday, apparently you're also getting... No, but that, that's that's actually very true. 100%. I find the more you start posting, the more you're going to lose followers. And it's like, what are you following me for? Yeah, yeah. Like, I... With this new video tactic, I'm like now uploading one piece of content a day to Instagram. Yeah. Whether it's a video, uh, a montage from that video or an Instagram post or something, I'm creating content because mm -hmm. that's what I'm realizing I need to do more of. Now, naturally, you're going to have people unfollow and it's like, well, why are you unfollowing? Because you post too much. Okay, no problem. Like, yeah. that's totally fair. I accept that. Like, good luck. Yeah. You know, um, but to have other people just unfollow you. Because you're know. wishing them a happy birthday, bro. Yeah. Like. It's I've never heard that. That's amazing. Trust me. I called up my, my other cousin who I'm really close with. I'm just like, what the, like, what the hell, man? Hey, bro. Like, how does that, like, how does that? Wild. Anyway. Um, okay. Last but not least, this guy, um, let's see, Mel Fisher. Mm. This was a modern day treasure hunter. Okay. So throughout the 20th century, Mel Fisher spelled, spent decades diving off the Florida Keys, seeking treasure. He eventually stumbled upon the sunken Spanish galleon. I can't even read that word. It's in Spanish. Sure. Which contain... Oh, my God. No way. Gold? Which contained Gold? a $450 million haul of gems and precious metals. This is... As a kid, you grow up as treasure chest. The most stereotypical thing when I say treasure chest is this overfold... Yes. Chest of gold and jewels. Yeah. This guy found that worth $450 million. million. Wow. Shout outs to you, Florida. Damn. Immediately, Florida State Department sees the assets, of course. Freaking assholes. Of course. Why but, do they do this? But the ensuing legal argument eventually made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court, hmm. who awarded Fisher three quarters of the fortune. Nice. Much of which today is preserved in the Mel Fisher Maritime Museum. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Maybe start a museum. Let, let, let's talk about this. You find, okay, you, Amar, you, I don't know, assemble your straws to make a snorkel. Yes. <laughs> and you go out on Lake Ontario. Yeah. And you then- Shout out to Lake Ontario. You find a, trust, a chest yes. 
treasure chest. Yeah, that's why trust <laughs> of of all this money. Yeah, the of government sunken ship going from Toronto to Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You pull it out. It's mm-hmm. worth a hundred million dollars. First thing the government's like, it's ours. What yeah. do you do? Um, why would that be fair? It, no, it wouldn't be fair. Uh, <laughs> and uh, either way, even if they're like, nah, you keep that. I feel like that's income, and then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we need income tax." So, <laughs> so either way, they're gonna yeah, but income tax no problem. It was already money you didn't have, so you're paying tax on something you never had before. That's yeah. no problem. But ah, uh, that's f- no problem. No, no, ah, uh, that's no problem. I but for the floor, I find a hundred million. That's no problem. The no, government didn't have it either. No, I know, but why? I know, I know. <laughs> why does the Florida state government think that they've got any right to seize the goods? First off, it was a ship coming from somewhere else. To Florida, fair. Mm. This guy, this would have remained nothing unless this guy went down and did it himself. Well, a little complicated issue, you know? Like, if you go to a field and it's just owned by no one other than the government, right? Okay. And you find a treasure chest. Right. And it's just overflowing gold and jewelry. Okay. Do you have ownership on that? Good I point. think you, you as a... Good point, good point. <laughs> you win. You're right. Although... LA Container is kind of like, you know... Does Florida just own the grounds of the ocean? So I mean, I I wouldn't know. I don't. I think like they have like a little certain perimeter. It'd be funny if like you find something. In Lake I would Ontario, just drag it out. And then like New York is also like, yo, straight up Buffalo is like, yeah, we need that too. B- Buffalo would be like, can we have it all? <laughs> that's that's our lake too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a crazy way. So this was just a list, guys, of things that people have done in the past to make large mm. sums of money. As you can tell, some of them are ridiculous, like The Rock. Yeah. Some of them involve talents, like the video games or yeah, just the video games. Or writing 3.1 um, million. Some of them you need, to, you need to look outside the box at, yeah. like the Pixels one. Um, and others are just like sheer hard work and like persistence, like the Florida Keys guy. Yes. And the Doggles, technically. The, I don't know. Listen, no, we may no. hate him for it, but like he found... <laughs> It's genius. Although, you know how many ideas I have like that on a daily basis? And I'm like, nah. I just yeah. throw them away. 100%. This, like, kudos to any inventors out there. Yeah. Because you got to be the guy at the family party's like, oh, Jim's here with his automatic corn in the cob peeler. Have you seen those guys? Like, those, like... They're so fun. <laughs> like, serial inventors? <laughs> yeah. Just... I, I love it. If I could have a friend group <laughs> or a group chat. Yeah, well, it makes you fly. And uh, oh, also, over here, there's like string lights on the back. And, uh, <laughs> and it'll wipe uh, your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to be in a group chat with these guys because... Yeah. Just waking up on a Monday morning, like, hey guys, I invented this new thing that'll spread toast on your tits. Yeah. It's like, but automatically. Oh, sick. Like, I can guarantee nine out of ten of them would be brutal ass ideas. Yeah. But one of them, you'd be like, holy shit. One, one hits. Jim, man. And that's the thing, man. You just need one to hit. That's it. Well, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like you're playing the lottery, except your ticket is an invention. Yeah. And your cost is your family. <laughs> and your dignity come on if it's like if it's like a brutal one man yeah, yeah could be that anyways guys make your money go out there do something do something crazy yeah it's like know? a dj at a do something crazy <laughs> make some cat goggles you know some cockles baby some, some cockles cockles <laughs> anyways guys if you make some money please uh send some to amar and i yeah we own a three quarters that'd be good yeah yeah <laughs> Because we gave you this idea, technically. God bless you. All right, enjoy. (laughs) We love you.